Welcome to Stokes County Boys, a podcast in which two friends discuss the place and things that made them who they are and who they are not. As always, you're joined by me, Philip, and as always, also by my good friend, Patrick. Patrick, what's happening? Hey, same old, same old. You know, <laughs> it's, we're all broken records at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But we do have a great episode today. We had the uh, pleasure to speak with Patty Dunlap who, if you don't know, is the president of the Stokes County Historical Society. So as we mentioned before, part of this project for us, me and Patrick, is not only to talk about the art, the pop culture, the things we loved growing up, but it's also to reconnect with where we grew up. And so one of those things is kind of digging a little bit deeper into the history and the historical sites that are in Stokes County. So I actually, in talking with her, I learned stuff that I didn't even know was there. I should be ashamed to admit it, but I'm going to admit that, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff about Stokes County history that I have no idea about. What about you, Patrick? Oh, yeah, I learned a lot today in, through the conversation, and it's, it's fascinating because, you know, Patty was able to really dive deeper into things that maybe we had just heard about, you know, Tories Den yeah, or yeah. the Rock House, and you know, but but actually knowing more about the people behind it and the more and the the history behind it was really interesting. So this this was this was good. Yeah, exactly, and, and it, it kind of um, inspired me to go back and check more out, you know, the next time, you know, especially when we're a little bit more mobile with in terms of the pandemic, to be able to check more of this out, but also to, to dig a little deeper. Like, I, I got to, you know, you, as you'll see, I, I got to get into that Danbury Library, check those archives. But yeah, without further ado, let us listen to the interview. Patty Dunlap, who's the uh, president of the Stokes County Historical Society. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us today and talking to us a little bit about what you do and about uh, Stokes County history. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, this is something we ask all our guests. Where is your hometown, and, and can you tell us a little bit about where you grew up? My hometown is Asheville, North Carolina. And, uh, of course, Asheville uh, was a very diverse city. Even when I was growing up there, uh, culturally and ethnically, and it was actually, and people may find this hard to believe, but it was a very conservative place to grow up <laughs> when, I, when I was younger. Steeped in mountain culture, and they were intent on preserving that culture and their beautiful historic uh, structures, many of them Art Deco and craftsman style and I was just surrounded by history growing up. Uh, the city schools were built during Asheville's boom era of the 1920s and we lived in the shadow of Grove Park Inn and I actually worked there uh, in one summer. My parents were members of the greatest generation mm -hmm. and they lived through the Great Depression and World War II my dad was actually in the Army Air Corps during World War II, and my dad loved history. So I think that's where I picked up that, that love of anything old and ancient. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for that. Um, so how did you get involved with the uh, Stokes County Historical Society? 
Uh, I was actually invited to be on the board um, in 2008, and my husband and I had actually joined the Historical Society about 1998, Um, so I was, was asked to be on the board, and then I have been the president since 2010. My husband is a native of Stokes County, and he also loves history. We've been involved with different historical projects um, in Stokes County and have actually restored or renovated three historic homes in Stokes County. That's great. Thinking about what you're working on now, what what kind of projects are you working on with the Historical Society? Because I, I, I was looking at the... Um, the website, and it mentioned, you know, because of COVID, there was a delay on, on the building of a, of a museum. Can you can you talk, speak more on that? Well, we have the museum currently uh, okay. in Danbury. It is the 1854 uh, Wilson Fulton House, and the museum was actually uh, purchased, that, that building was purchased by the Historical Society about 1999. It opened as the Stokes County Historical Society Museum of Regional History, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a mouthful, in 2005. And the house, with the age that it is, and anyway, we're we're having to we're having to go back now, and we're having to do some major repairs to the mm. museum. So that's probably what you are referring to that was on the web yeah. page. Okay. And we, we did launch a fundraising campaign in November of 2019 for the repair and restoration of the museum. And um, it is quite an imposing brick structure in Danbury. Yeah, COVID unfortunately uh, brought a halt to all of our programs and all of our restoration efforts. Um. I can tell you a little bit about other projects that we have. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, or that we normally do. We normally have five to six programs a year. Uh, we, we try to do those at different uh, locations around the county. Uh, we have four to five open house events at the museum uh, yearly. And we publish five to six newsletters annually Um we are an all-volunteer organization. Um, nobody gets paid to do anything. <laughs> so, and the museum is only open on, uh, well, by appointment normally, mm-hmm. um, other than when we have uh, advertised open house events. Hopefully when we can safely resume our programs, uh, the first program uh, we're hoping will be a program about the R.J. Reynolds family and the Stokes County connection. And that was one that was scheduled for mid-March, and we had to cancel that program. And we're also uh, considering, this is not a done deal yet, but uh, we're considering a reading or a play based on a life history project dissertation that was um Uh, written by Dr. Ann Radford Phillips of Stokes County. And this was about the life of Stokes County farm women from the 1900s to 1950. And um, we're excited about the possibility of of doing that program. And that will be something that we would do 
uh, in conjunction with the Stokes County Arts Council. That's great. So I just had a quick question because we recently, and this is from our uh, Halloween, we have a Halloween episode. And at the time of recording, it hasn't come out yet, but by the time everybody else hears this, they'll have heard that episode. And we worked with Justin Bulla, I think I mentioned to you. And did you, and was that, and that was on the Lawson family from 1929. Did the Historical Society work on that, or is that he was just working with the Arts Council in that context? I'm just curious. He was working with the Arts Council with that, and um, I was, uh, due to uh, family circumstances at the time, I was not able to help him with that. But he and Justin Hall, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, wrote that and produced it, and um, it was a, a... it was just a great production. Um, Justin actually helped the Historical Society when uh, we uh, produced a play um, in 2011, mm-hmm. uh, Sure and Steadfast, and that was about the Jack and Nancy Ship Martin family in the Rock House. And um, Justin directed that for us. So he's a, he's a great guy, and we just really appreciated all of his help and expertise there. Yeah, and, and this is, a, is actually a great transition because, speaking of Rock House, like, as I've been reading since Patrick and I have started this, uh, we kind of started recording, maybe it was in May, I believe, like late May, and um, we launched it in July 1st of this year, 2020. I, I've read a lot about Rock House and even gotten emails, people mentioning that, and then I realized even though I grew up in the area for, you know, 18 years, I didn't know anything about Rock House. Can you talk about this site and its importance in the area? Because, honestly, I have no idea. Yeah. we um, When we wrote the play, um, we did a tremendous amount of historical research about the Martin family and about the Rock House. John Jack Martin, his nickname was Jack, we're not exactly sure of his date of birth, uh, there is a tombstone just southeast of the, the Rock House. It's actually within sight of the Rock House uh, for Colonel Jack Martin. And the dates, both of the dates, we think are incorrect on the tombstone. Oh, uh, it wow. was put up, put up many, many years after his death. Historians believe that he was actually born prior to 1756. Uh, he was born in Virginia. He came to Stokes County with his brother, William, who became a a minister after the Revolutionary War. And they settled near the Sandy Ridge, what's now the Sandy Ridge area originally. And then Jack Martin ended up with property, and we're not really exactly sure how, but Mm -hmm. he ended up with the property where the Rock House is now located. We think he must have obviously known something about rock masonry if you go to the rock house and of course I'm, i know y'all probably have the rock work is is beautiful that remains especially the arched rock work over the windows and the and the doors the rock house was originally four stories tall and two of those stories were built before 1776 1776, of course, was the beginning of the Revolutionary War, and he served the entire time of the Revolutionary War. 
Um, so his home, although it was not finished, it was the basement and the first floor, um, was used by locals as a place of refuge uh, all those years of the, of the Revolutionary War. They believed that there were approximately 40,000 loads of native rock that were used in the building of the rock house. And it was held together. The mortar was made from the local red clay. Mm. Um, stucco on the outside of the house, and it was stucco outside and some of the rooms inside. Uh, the stucco was not made from limestone from Stokes County. It was made from burnt and crushed seashells. And this discovery was made by Dr. J. Edwin Hendrick, a history professor at Wake Forest University, who conducted a preservation field study in the summers of 1984 and 1985. And he actually sent a sample of the stucco to Williamsburg, Virginia, and it was analyzed there, and they came back with that finding. So to us, that shows that he had some wealth because these seashells actually had to be shipped from the coast to make this stucco. Over at, at Hanging Rock State Park, there's Tory's Den, which I didn't know the history of, and then I found the little marker, and it's about like, do you know about that? Can you tell just a little bit about that, like the background of that? Because that, that was a, like the same time, you know, because you were mentioning um, the, the owners of the Rock House were serving in the Revolutionary War. And then they were there's this like cave at, at Hanging Rock State Park where some people were hiding out. Is that correct? Yes. And that, um, you know, it's it's interesting how fact and not fact. <laughs> yeah. Oh, OK. Get tangled up sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then that's that's how legends come about lots of times. But. Um, it was a, always a, a story that Colonel Jack Martin and his wife, Nancy Ship Martin, had a daughter that was kidnapped by the Tories and taken to Tories Den, and that the daughter left bits of her petticoat on bushes so her father could, could find where she had been abducted. And this story may have some element of truth um it could have been a child from another um home nearby jack martin was not married during the revolutionary war and he had no children um until about 1785 or 86 so this was not his daughter (laughs) And so we, we think there may be some element of truth in that. We think there were actually Tories that, that hid out at Tories Den, and they may have abducted a child from another homestead, and that child was rescued. But um, we believe that Jack Martin was involved in a rescue from Tories Den, but it was not his own child. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah, that that's really helpful because you know I I think I only found like a <laughs> a, a photo of the the little marker that's there at the park, so it didn't really have that that context. Patty, if someone who had never been to Stokes County was making a day trip, what would you suggest that they check out? 
Uh, they would definitely need to check out uh, Mortock Park, uh, the Mortock Iron Furnace in Danbury. That's a beautiful, beautiful place. It was built in 1843, and then this is where um, Stoneman actually came through and uh, with his troops on actually the same day, April the 9th, 1865, that uh, Lee surrendered to Grant at Appomattox Courthouse, and Stoneman actually came through Danbury that same day and destroyed much of Martok Furnace. So what's left there are the granite walls. The actual furnace itself is is what remains. Danbury, of course, is very historic. The uh, our museum is in Danbury. Um, right, it's right down the street from the historic courthouse, which is now owned by the county. Of, well, it's always been owned by the county, mm-hmm. but it's it's uh, the home of the Board of Education now and some other county offices. The Arts Place in downtown Danbury is absolutely beautiful. That's um, run by the Stokes County Arts Council. Those are actually old buildings uh, that have been uh, renovated, and they did a wonderful job with that. It's a it's a great place to visit. And the town of King now has these wonderful murals about the, the history of the King area and the, the history of the railroad and how they, they tied in with uh, how it, it actually made their, their town uh, of King. So, and much like Walnut Cove, Walnut Cove also had tremendous growth uh, after the railroads were uh, came into the area. Of course, Hanging Rock State Park. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, you have to go there and you have to see the historic bathhouse. Yeah, we. I mean, that's something. I, I'm glad you mentioned. I'm glad Patrick asked that because some of those places I'm not even familiar with. Um, obviously, Hanging Rock. We talk. We've talked about it several times. But some of these others, you know, uh, you know, growing up, I, I've said it before. In a in, in kind of a bad way, you know, when I was growing up, I wasn't really. I was always looking out in terms of uh, things that interested me instead of kind of appreciating where I was. And I think. I'm, as I get older, I'm I'm starting to <laughs> starting to go back to where I came from right, and trying to understand right. that a little bit better. Right. Yeah, Patty. Um, if you could have just one meal from one restaurant in Stokes County, what would it be? <laughs> oh, that is an odd question. <laughs> well, during COVID, we haven't eaten out very much. I'll just yeah. Do that. Well. We'll say uh, <laughs> ideal situations. I personally like El Cabo's in Walnut Cove. And I order a, it's like a barbecue chicken taco that they have. All right. Awesome. What, what was the name of that restaurant again? El Cabo. Oh, El Cabo. Okay. Awesome. Well, the next time we're around there, uh, we'll be sure to check out El Cabo. The, I, yeah. I did. <laughs> it's right downtown in Walnut Cove, and it's in what used to be the old uh, First Union Bank building. <laughs> I, I asked you in the email about the archives, and you said there are some archives 
um, or just some stuff, but it's more like private stuff or there's no, pu- are, are there public archives to some of this like history stuff? Cause I'm thinking once I'm able, once, you know, once it's a little more safely safer to move around, I'd love to, to check some historical documents in Stokes County, but I, I just don't know what's available. In the um, Danbury Library, uh, there's the Gypsy Hollingsworth History Room, and that was completed uh, about 1990, and it was um, actually created by proceeds of a trust fund from Gypsy Hollingsworth, who was a local artisan. She was a, a weaver. And her work is in the Smithsonian. Wow! You know, I I, I spoke with um, we spoke with Rita Cruz, and she mentioned Gypsy Hollingsworth, and we share the same last name. I had yeah. I don't know this person at all. Well, Gyp- Gypsy was born in the Brown Mountain section of Stokes County. She was Gypsy George, and she married a Doctor Hollingsworth. Uh, she was a nurse. Okay. And. He had a practice in Mount Airy. So she lived in Mount Airy until his death. And after his death, she came back to Stokes County and she bought property near Walnut Cove. She started an artist colony. Now, this was in the late 60s. That's so cool. Yes. And I don't know if you're familiar with John Nygren. He's a world famous glassblower. John still lives in um, Gypsy's artist colony. I think John actually lives in Gypsy's house now. And um, there are some other artists that still live in that area. And Gypsy loved history. She loved Stokes County. She loved genealogy. And so this room, she left a, she left a trust fund uh, specifically to be used for a history project. And so this was um, entrusted to the Stokes County Historical Society, and they thought it would be a great idea to add on to the Danbury Library. And that room, that Gypsy Hollingsworth room, is packed with historical documents. Okay. It, it's just, it's amazing what's in there. When we were doing the research, for the um, Colonel Jack Martin play, um, we were in there a lot. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much for that. And because, I mean, I, I'm definitely going, not just because it's my namesake, but I will be going, checking out that Gypsy Hollingsworth yeah. archive yeah. at some point. Um, well, I think we're going we're gonna to end it there. I think I could keep going on, but, you know, I want to be respectful of your time. But thanks so much for talking with us and sharing us, uh, sharing with us some Stokes County history and, and the, the good work you're doing at the Historical Society. Well, thank you for having us and being interested in Stokes County history. We, we love to talk about history and uh, feel like Stokes County has a lot to offer. Yeah, there's some gems in there. There's stuff that you know I didn't even know growing up, and, and it, it'd just be great to have that kind of more uh, more more well-known, it, it, even in the county and also the state and beyond, hopefully. That's why we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and something I didn't mention a while ago, the Great Wagon Road came right yeah. through Stokes County. You know, we, we talked with um, our friend Andrew Voss, who's, who works at Chestnut Grove, and he mm-hmm. his family's been in Stokes County 
<laughs> for for a long time in in around like Germantown and and he mentioned that as well the, the great wagon road that ran through Germantown yeah yes and it came in through what's now Sandy Ridge mm-hmm. uh, in the south in the uh, excuse me northeastern corner of the county and when the Moravians came to when the Moravian brethren came to begin the settlement of uh, Basabra which would, you know, the Wachovia settlement, they actually came down what would later be known as the Great Wagon Road. This was 1753. There were already settlers, established settlers in this area, and they were considered the Town Fork Settlement, and that was basically kind of the Dodge Town area and bleeding down into close to Pine Hall, Walnut Cove, and Germantown. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for that. Um, Patty, uh, once again, thanks a lot. But I'll let you go, and then hopefully hopefully we, we can stay in touch, and if I have any questions, I'll throw them by you to see if, see if you know anything uh, historically, and, and uh, maybe we'll get, to, we'll get to talk again down the road. Well, that was our interview with Patty Dunlap, so you can always check out the uh, website for the Stokes County Historical Society to see what they're up to. Uh, We'll link it in the show notes, but uh, it was a pleasure to speak with her. Um, As always, to find us online or on social media platforms, you can always uh, find us on Twitter at SCBoysPod, Instagram at StokesCountyBoys. You can email us any uh, historical things you might want to know about. If you have any questions, we, we can relay this to Patty. Uh, email us at stokescountyboys at gmail.com as always you can find the playlist of the music that we talk about or that we feature on the show through the Spotify playlist so just type in Stokes County Boys and you'll find two things this podcast and the playlist you can always give direct support to the show help it keep going help us fund uh, trips to to, uh, to Tory's Den and to uh, Gypsy Hollingsworth Archive um you can find that at anchor.fm slash scboys slash support. I want to shout out to our uh, current supporters. We've got Jason, Robin, and now AJ. So you got to be like them. Be like AJ. Be like Robin. Be like Jason. Support the show. We appreciate it. Uh, Patrick, that's it for us today. Uh, hope you have a good one. Thanks, Patty.